podcast listeners and welcome to the July 18th, 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong. Oh, how we complain about the crowds, the weather, the service while we're with you. And then we leave and all we do is miss you. Airports everywhere outside Hong Kong seem to be designed to make you anxious and late. People seem to walk much slower and eating in a restaurant takes so very long. Well, wherever we are during these hot summer days, we'll be listening to this week's story by Janita as she talks about her dancing career. First off, though, a big hello to our listeners in our fabulous hometown of Hong Kong, and also a how are you doing to our worldwide listeners. Shoutouts go out today to listeners in Macau, Pakistan, France, Israel, Greece, and Taiwan. It's really exciting to our little community to know that we're reaching people around the world to share our stories with you. Thanks for listening, and don't be afraid to drop us a message if one of our stories makes you think of one of yours. You can find contact details for the group on the website, hongkongstories.com. We're looking forward to welcoming some less than domesticated storytellers up on our stage on the 25th of July for our show with the theme, Wild Things. Our July show host, Kristen, has been selecting stories and guiding the storytellers to perfection. Don't miss out and make sure to get your tickets now. Tickets may be found through hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now sit back and enjoy Janita's story, or maybe you should be putting on your dancing shoes instead. When I was young, my mum loved to watch me dance. Not today's hip-hop and street, but the more sedate ballroom and sassy Latin American style. I was 10 years old, and my partner was called Greg, And he was a local boy, and he was about the same age as me. And his mum loved to watch him dance, too. During the week, we could often be found hanging around outside the ballroom waiting for our lessons. Often or not, we'd be flicking football cards towards the wall to see who had the most skill in managing to wedge the card between the floor and the skirting board. Sometimes, we'd play sixes, six cards in a row, the winner takes all, and sometimes my pile was bigger than Greg's. At weekends, it was competition time, and my mum would doll me up with makeup and brush my hair back into a tight bun, stretching my face way back beyond my ears. Then it was on with the dresses, the floating big nets in pastel shades for ballroom, and the jewel-encrusted silky satin dresses for the Latin numbers. On the floor, we moved as one, whether it was flowing through the feather step of a napkin coal foxtrot, or entwined like the cape around the matador in the Spanish pasodoble. The invisible connection between us created by years and years of practice. Then one day, sorry, not one day, the best part, I have to say, though, was actually after the competition and coming home, when I could pull the pins out of my hair and put back my face in its proper position. (laughs) 
And then we would lie down on the back seat of the car with our feet up against the ceiling. The challenge was to see who could pull off the other's socks first, only using their toes. Then one day, Greg told me that his family were moving abroad and I would have to get another partner. I would have to start over with someone else. Now, by this time, I was around 14 or 15, and my dance teacher suggested that really I should be moving into the seniors, which meant having a senior partner, a man. So for the next month, various eligible young men came down to my dance school and tried me out. This involved going around the dance floor, doing a few quick steps and waltzes, which was no mean feat when I have no idea what his routine is and I just have to put up with being pushed and shoved around by his hips and his arms, all the time smiling as if I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> there was one guy I remember in particular who was about 20 and he reeked of stale cigarette smoke and had spots all over his face. Luckily for me, he was a bit too short, even in his Cuban heels. <laughs> Finally came Gavin. And Gavin came from Wolverhampton, about a two-hour drive away. But Gavin had his own car. He didn't speak much, but he was very polite. And Gavin smelt of Aramis aftershave. <laughs> Every week, he would drive down to my dance school for a ballroom lesson. And every Saturday morning, I would have to catch two trains and a bus to Wolverhampton to go and have a Latin lesson at his school. We didn't really talk very much. We just danced. And it was the same at competitions. We'd go around the floor, sit down, and wait to see if we'd been selected to get into the next round. Sometimes he brought his friend Jonathan. They chatted quite a lot. I just talked to my mum and scratched at the thick layer of hairspray. After about a year, I realised I didn't really like dancing anymore. But the thing was, it wasn't just a big part of my life, it was a huge part of my mum's, and she was paying for it. So the idea of having to say that I wanted to quit was really quite an issue. But the fact that she was paying out more money for something I really had begun to hate, didn't feel right either. So one day, I just came out with it. Mum, I really just don't want to do dancing anymore. Now, obviously, she was disappointed, but she didn't try to dissuade me. And that was it. My dancing years were over. But actually, I did her a favour, because when I stopped dancing, she started having dancing lessons. <laughs> and over 30 years later, she still goes dancing two or three times a week, even now. So now I'm realising, it was my mum that liked dancing. I just like pulling socks off boys in the backs of cars. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. 
If you're looking for an open and welcoming community to explore your storytelling capabilities, come to one of our free workshops and meet some of our amazing crew. The workshop hosts will guide you gently through the process. And when you feel ready, you can even try out your story on stage. Find details of the next meetup on hongkongstories.com. You can also find photos of our storytellers, links to past podcasts, and information on our upcoming shows. The link again is hongkongstories.com. The music on this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. May your week be filled with kittens. Just lots and lots of kittens. Unless, of course, you're allergic. And then, may it be filled with something equally adorable but hypoallergenic. <laughs> <laughs>